Malini Gupta was not the sort of girl who gave up easily. When she said she was going to do something, she did it. Despite being half-past four on the Friday night of spring break, she concentrated on the task before her. She sliced through shiny pink foil with determined precision, ignoring the growing pain in her middle back. The floral knife Mr. Loudner had given her to use scraped across the stainless steel work table. She handed the shiny square to Jacob, who folded the foil around a pot of blooming tulips. How many more of these do we have to do? She rubbed the place where her shoulder met her neck. The back room of Loudner's flowers and gifts was packed with dozens of spring plants and shipping crates. Looks like maybe a hundred, Jacob said. Damn, really? Melanie whined. Jacob shook his head. Don't complain to me, Melanie. You're the one who wanted this job. I told you it sucked. I need the spending money. Plus, it was an excuse to see you. She'd been grounded from Jacob since last fall when they lied to her parents about taking an impromptu road trip. The honest truth was much worse. They'd been in Nod, where Melanie and Abigail had rescued Jacob and his mother Lillian from the Watchers, the fallen angels who wanted their souls. But of course, telling her parents that her boyfriend was a soul keeper, a warrior who protected human souls, was out of the question. So they'd lied. Now her father was convinced Jacob was a bad influence. Without her job at Loudner's Flowers and Gifts, she would rarely have a chance to see Jacob now that school was out. Sure, they sometimes used the staffs that Gideon had enchanted from the branches of Oswald Silva to visit each other at night, but they always had to be careful not to get caught. Lately, it seemed like their entire relationship was a series of stolen moments. I know it's hard right now, Molony, but it won't be like this forever. Your parents will come around. Have you asked them about prom yet? Prom? Jacob, I can't even get my dad to agree to let us study together. I hardly think I've worked up to the junior prom. Besides, it isn't even until May. We've got like a month and a half. Jacob reached over and ran his hand down a line of her wrist, linking his fingers with hers. I can't wait. At his subtle tug, she leaned in over the tulips, her lips reaching for his, needing the reassurance of just one kiss. He pulled their linked fingers to his chest. For a precious moment, the only thing in the world was his face, the warmth of his breath, and the brush of his lips. What's going on in here? Lillian Lau called from the door to the back room. Molony withdrew to her spot opposite Jacob. She smoothed her shirt and tightened her ponytail. Nothing, Mom. Jacob said. I'll do less of nothing and more of foiling those pots. I just sold another ten to the Westcots. Fran says she's lining her porch with them. Her older daughter Stephanie is coming home on spring break and adores tulips. Isn't her son Philip in your class? Um, yeah, Jacob said. I thought so, Lillian replied. Molony caught the look Jacob shot her and kept her mouth shut about Philip. He'd been part of a group of kids who'd made their lives hell last year, along with Dane Michaels. Dane had come around when Jacob rescued him after he'd gotten his ass kicked by a watcher. They were friends now, but Philip didn't like it. In fact, the new friendship with Dane had given Philip one more reason to hate Jacob and Molony. Lillian looked at her watch. You guys are on the clock for one more hour. Stop messing around and get the rest of those done. I don't want to have to explain to John that you didn't get your work done because you were fooling around in the back room. He'd have you on separate shifts in a heartbeat. Jacob sighed. The answer is yes, Mom, Lillian said. Yes, Mom. Jacob turned his back on his mother and widened his eyes at Molony. 
The corner of his mouth pulled downward into a lopsided grimace. Molony pressed her lips together and cut another foil square to keep herself from laughing. The telephone rang. Lillian retreated to her place behind the counter to answer it. Saved by the bell, Molony murmured in Jacob's direction. There's always someone watching. It will get better, one way or another. What is that supposed to mean? Lillian was back in the doorway. That was Abigail. There's been a killing. A homeless man in Chicago. She thinks it's watcher activity. They're forming a team to investigate and bringing in another horseman from the area. She wants us there tonight so she can fill us in on the details. I told her we'd come directly at the end of our shift. But I can't, Melanie said. I'm still grounded. I've got to go straight home. I'll talk to your father, Melanie, Lillian said. I'll explain you need to stay late.